0: I thank my boy Mike Estrada for getting the logo right. So, all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, y'all hit up my boy Mike, man. <clears throat> you doing all right?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, doing good. I want to get her and do it. I want to welcome everybody to episode forty-seven of Levi's Youth Sports Talk. And today we have somebody from Hutto, Texas. She went to Hutto High School and she's currently playing at the University of Akron in Akron, Ohio. <clears throat> want to welcome Haley Sanchez to the show.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: So, um, Haley, if you want to um, start off um, about um, your upbringing and around what age did you start playing softball?
1: Yeah, okay. So... Um, I didn't start playing softball till I was about 12, so I think that's like maybe going into my 8th grade year of school. Um, I did play baseball when I was young, so I played two years of baseball, I was like T-ball in whatever two years is, in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and then I really didn't start playing any sports till about 7th grade, um, that includes like the middle school I played basketball, volleyball, um, just like the regular. I ran track for the middle school, and then I played uh, maybe like two years of rec, um, 12U, and then I went and moved into select with some of the girls that also went to Hutto that we were all going to end up playing high school ball with, and that was my first like real experience with any good players like that were really dedicated to the sport and wanted to move on further in their career with it, which is where I learned that I really wanted to do with it. I honestly just fell in love with the whole sport itself, the grind that it it forces you to have, you have to put in that work in order to succeed really like your natural abilities will only take you so far
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i I just love to put in that work and it's fun for me
0: okay um so I know um uh, what um team did you start off with if you if you remember like once you jumped into the into the select world
1: right so I actually started with pro form um, okay. when I first started at 14u and then I played. Maybe like one or two seasons with Proform, and then I left and I went to a San Antonio team. And I don't even remember the name of that team. Um, but I played with them for a little while, and then they were in the middle of switching over to Mercado, and I really didn't find a place there. So I joined Hit instead. And I played with HIT for a very long time, up until 18U. And my last year or so, I played with Proform again with Coach Eloy.
0: Okay, okay. So, so, um, just I mean, just from hearing you, you play with more of the, you know, the smaller orgs. So, yes. like, um, what? I mean, I'm not, haven't been in it as long as you, just a few years, but. I hear like a lot of people say, you know, the big orgs, right? <clears throat> they get, they pull and they can do this and do that. But then you have the smaller orgs that they don't get the looks, you know? So what, what did, what made you pick the smaller orgs over the, the bigger orgs?
1: Um, well, for me, it wasn't so much the, like the organization was as big as it sh- like should be. That doesn't really matter to me. What mattered is, like, the bonding within the team and my individual aspect was just putting myself out there. The mm-hmm. The big organizations, all they have is, is the name that will bring the coaches in, but if, if you don't have the players that will keep the coaches, it really doesn't do you any justice to play for a big team with a big name when the players aren't going to bring in those coaches that want to stick around and they want to watch you make all these cool plays and stuff like that
0: okay and um let's um talk talk about um how was your re- recruiting process um like how many offers did you have and what made you pick the University of Akron where it's, I know it's freezing up there oh yeah <laughs> yes
1: yeah it, it gets really cold uh, that was a big adjustment
0: <laughs> but, yeah um,
1: yeah so <laughs> I want to say I started my recruiting process kind of late just because I started the sport itself kind of late. And so I had to catch up with all the other girls who knew the recruiting process, who knew coaches like that. And so for me, I had to give up a lot to get my recruiting process up to the speed as everybody else. So I went to every single camp that our tournament hosted I went to camps outside of the tournaments that we went to. Every weekend, I was in front of some sort of coaches, big or small, and that really helped me. I got uh, maybe like five colleges that were looking at me. I had a NAIA, Olu. I had them looking at me. I had Midwestern State looking at me. Um... I had UT Pyramid Brayson looking at me. Um, I had Kingsville looking at me for a little bit. And then Coach Craig, the head coach, was moving to Akron. So he's now the head coach at Akron University. And when I first began my recruiting process, I made the decision to wait to make my decision of where I wanted to go between my junior and senior year so going into my senior year because I wanted to wait to see any possibility because anything can happen Mm -hmm. whether like any coach just shows up at a late time or they've never seen you and they think you're amazing and they want to give you an offer but a better offer than you already accepted and I just didn't want that to happen to me because I wanted to give as much back as possible to my parents who put on put so much effort into getting me everywhere and paying for everything for me. And so that was a big decision for me of which school was going to give me more money and which school I enjoyed the most. So my last like week of my decision where I was going to like go to was I was going to go to Midwestern, but coach Craig pulled me aside and asked me to wait a little bit and i waited for him because he said it was going to be worth it and it, it was indeed worth it and so that is why i'm currently going to akron
0: okay and um coach craig was at what school
1: coach craig was at a uh, and m kingsville
0: okay so the that was the reason what that's the reason okay so um speak about how how is that like right like you like you've been basically experienced it from you know getting ready to go to one school or wanting to think about one school because of the coach, but then the coach moves schools. So, because, you know, a lot of people there commit, you know, because of the coach, I mean, basically what you did, and then the coach will end up moving, and then you have to jump ship or maybe just stay there. But like you did, you know, you move with the coach, so that showed, you know, it wasn't basically just the school. It was, like, you like the coach.
1: Yeah, Coach Craig is – He's a very good coach. I would say to really get to know your coaches before you make the decision and always remember the possibility that, that they can leave and that's just how the college world works. Um, and to also fall in love with the school as well as the coach because mm-hmm. the school is, is everything if you're not going to follow the coach.
0: Okay. Um, how, how was your your transition from – high school to college like as in coaches workout and practices
1: um compared to high school I would say it's a very big jump because high school we only practice maybe an hour after school and during the fall we didn't really do much but once you get to college your fall season is is not as busy as the spring but you do work out every day and you do practice every day and there's that time limit that they give or you can only spend so much time with them but I would say it's a it's very different it's a lot more hours you have to put in and a lot more work that you have to put in because everybody's there for the same reason and in high school not everybody there is for the same reason that you are Some it's just to have fun but college everybody is there to win and and because they love it.
0: Mm -hmm. so when once once you got to college you know and you know you've been you've been there working out for for a while what's one thing that you wish you would have done in your high school days that would have made you a better college player as of now
1: um let me think hold on (laughs) (laughs) um
0: because from what I hear, you was a baller. That was the first person <laughs> that came out of mouth. So, like, you know, you know, I'm just saying.
1: I would I, – I think I prepared myself very well for the transition, mm-hmm. only because I only had software. I really – I didn't go out much, so I didn't really have a life outside of software in high school, which is exactly how it is in college. You – go to class, you go to practice, you go to bed, and you wake up and you do the same thing, you know, so at that point I think I would just maybe have put in a little more work just because it's, it's easier. The more work you put in, the better you are, the cleaner you are, you know, mm-hmm. so I would just say probably put more work in.
0: Okay, so um, I want to talk about, like, how do you balance academics athletics and then now you know in college you have to take yourself to practices you got to go by your you know take yourself to games like how how do you balance all that and how how much different is it now that you have to make sure you on time and and you know your parents are not driving you here and there
1: <laughs> yeah the <laughs> accountability is is much more higher Now that I'm alone up there. Um, But I think understanding yourself and knowing who you are and how you work. Because I I hold myself very accountable. So I know that I need to go to class and I need to go to practice. And I have everything set up so that it fits in with my schedule. And I'm able to just help it flow easier Mm -hmm. and understand that. I can do this myself and believe that I can and I don't need my parents to have my to hold my hand the whole way. And it just opens your eyes to knowing that.
0: OK, at, at what age did you know you wanted to go to college to be a softball player? Um,
1: I would say. Probably my freshman year of high school.
0: And how, how did your like how did your work ethic change if it changed?
1: Yeah, I would say it definitely changed. I took the recruiting process, the the practices, the putting in the work way more serious than I did before, knowing that there's always somebody out there working harder than me. Mm. And I have to keep putting in that work so that they don't outbeat me. And that was always my thing. There's always gonna be someone who wants to work you, who wants your spot on this field or in the lineup and you putting in that work is going to prevent that from happening. You're going to keep your spot if you're putting in that work and and really doing all all you have every time you step on the field or on the turf or wherever you're doing the practice.
0: Mm, okay. Um speak on about um coachy law and how did he, you know, get you ready for for college softball and even college in like life in general.
1: Yeah, yeah. Coach Eloy was a he's a very amazing coach. He's really funny. He's really laid back, mm-hmm. but he does hold you accountable to what he feels that you are able to do. He knows what we all can do on the field and in the in the box. He he knows what we can and when we're not trying as hard or when we're in a slump. He has our back. He He doesn't just blow us off because we're not performing as well. He picks us up. He he just has our back constantly, and and that's really an amazing thing to have. Um, I would say our practices were were quite long all the time, and so that was an easy adjustment for me when I went for college because the practices are very long, and they are like quick pace, hard working everybody's doing something nobody's just sitting around and that's exactly how Eloy's practices were and I feel like that was an easy adjustment for me because Eloy had us running around all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're running around all the time
1: yeah we were always doing something
0: okay yeah I I mean I've, I've had him on the podcast a couple times um and when we had went to the little camp that day, um he came up to the fence and he told me he was like you need to get her on the podcast. She's a baller, so I was like, Okay, let's let's try <laughs> Hey, we did. Shout out Eloy for making this happen. Yes,
1: shout out Eloy. <laughs> uh do
0: you do you set any goals um during the season or before the season?
1: Um I think this year I, I will have one, and for my spring season it will just be to focus on myself and, and make sure I'm taking care of myself and not worrying about what my teammates are doing or what my coach's opinions are because that affects the mental side of the game. And for me, the mental side has always been a struggle, and I have been always working really hard on that side of it. And I know when I focus on others that it doesn't doesn't help me perform very well. And so that's just my goal to make sure I focus on me and perform as best as I can for myself and everything else will fall into play.
0: Mm -hmm. See, nowadays, I, I like how you people or kids or whatever can express their mental health or mental problems, because when I was growing up, you couldn't I couldn't call to my parents and say yeah. some crazy stuff. <laughs> uh <laughs> quit acting weak. You had like as a boy, me, are you acting like a girl? Just something yeah. crazy. And it's like, okay, you know, on to the next, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um and I mean, like you said, it's it's a big part, especially of softball. Yeah. Um, so how do you stay focused if you haven't you know something going on outside of softball, which hopefully, hopefully you don't. But you know, life happens, right? So yes. how how would you stay focused if you haven't had to deal with something like, like that?
1: Right. So, um, that has actually happened to me before. My grandpa had gotten really sick when uh, we had went to a tournament one time, and I had to make sure I separated that from me stepping on the field and it was very hard but I I had to remember that it is a job almost like a job and and I have to play for my teammates and that that's what they they need me there on the field mentally there, physically there they I have to have their back as much as they have mine and once I step back off the field that's that's just reality I have to face what's out there and but on the field, it's it's like I step onto a whole new world and you just have to try and forget. You have to focus on the game as much as you can. You have to have your teammates' backs. And once you step off the field, it will all hit you. But I just try and relax and have fun and live in the moment of me being on the field and the ability for me to be there with my teammates.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And like um you know like you know nowadays they got social media. So so yeah. you know, with crazy stuff going on on social media, you know, people always doing this and doing that. Like how do you block that type of stuff out when you know, I mean, as a college athlete, I'm pretty sure you have to do some type of social media to keep your your brand moving.
1: Um well social media is is a big influence if if you get caught in the background of some video that can really affect your team your school you especially and so I'm not sure how much of an influence like the brand but I try and just use it for when I need it I don't try and I'm not really addicted to the internet So, But I think that helps me a lot, stay focused on on what I need to stay focused on and not be so distracted on what so-and-so just did last night or or whatever. And I think that helps me.
0: Okay. Do you have any, like, rituals that you do before games or before practices? Hello, all Levi's U Sports Talk listeners. Make sure y'all go on all social media platforms – and follow, hit that follow button, hit the like, hit the subscribe on um, YouTube. Um, videos of that I post on Facebook will be going out on YouTube as well. So y'all make sure y'all go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow, 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 hit the follow. All social media, Levi's U Sports Talk. Only thing I don't have is a Twitter. I got Instagram, I got Facebook. Go follow, share, share the podcast. After y'all listen to it, share the podcast. Share back thoughts y'all thought about the podcast and all that good stuff like that. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all.
1: Um, some Occasionally, like, well, really before a game, not so much practices, but before a game, I just... I like to pray before the game and and before I step on the field or when I step on the field to go on defense, I, I usually hit two bags. It's like a – what do they call it? Superstition. It's like yeah. a superstition. I hit either first and second or third and second. I try and hit at least two bags before I, I go to my position, whether it's in the outfield or on the on the infield.
0: Okay. And how much, um, you know, you, you had told me that, you know, you played multiple positions with, with Eloy. Like, yes. how much did that help you once you got to college? You know, not knowing you, because, you know, once you get to college, you never know what position you'll play because everybody's good there. Yes, so, yeah. How did that help you once you got to college?
1: Man, I think I think that is, like, the best thing that, could have happened to me the Eloy making sure that everybody on his team played at least two positions if not more Mm -hmm. because you're right no you never know where you're going to end up playing you may be recruited as a shortstop and end up in the outfield and that's just how it works and and for me I would just be grateful to play anywhere on the field honestly whether it's my position or somewhere new you know what I mean Um, but I feel like always being ready for anything they throw at you is, is really what they want. They want to see you adjust. They don't want to see you fall because you don't know what you're doing. They want to see you fight through it and adjust to something that you may have never done before, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: learn and, and be able to do it for them, for the team.
0: And, you know, um, once you get to college, is is a lot of, you know, team team bonding and team – things like where once you were you while you was in you know like 18 u and stuff did y'all do a lot of team bonding
1: yeah yeah we did every weekend we we all tried to get in the same hotel we would do little barbecues on the side of the hotel someone would bring a hitch barbecue pit and we the coaches would be out there all night we would be in the pool to a certain time because Coach Eloy didn't let us be out very late. Mm. So we would be ready for the next day. But we did do a lot of team bonding. We did white elephants on Christmas weekends. We we just did a bunch of stuff together. We ate out after games. So I feel like that was very helpful to just open up for people that you may not know very well but that you will be playing with for a while.
0: Okay, okay, and you know, like eighteen, you playing in in all these, um, you know, big national tournaments. Like, how was it, you know, going to those tournaments and playing against girls that you know, like they'll be playing on at the next level, like I as think, a, a competition.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to your commitment, and and once you're playing eighteen, you you're all going to want to go to the next level. And, and it's just remembering that y'all are all the same age and y'all want the same thing. It's just who works harder. And and it was it's fun when you go to those big national tournaments, but it's always important to separate the fun from the business almost. So once you step on that field, it, it wasn't what you do last night. It was who's going to make the next play or – we're going to win this game you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's just important to know that you have to be your best the best you can when you step on the field no matter who you're playing against or or what name they're playing for or what college they'll be playing for next year mm-hmm. it's you just have to do your best at all times and and whatever happens happens
0: yeah so in college they got this thing called the transfer portal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so how how is it like, you know, with the transfer portal? I mean, I don't know if your team was hit with it or have been hit with it, girls leaving because of it. Like, what do you think about the transfer portal?
1: Um, I think it's a, a great opportunity for girls that may have expected something else from their coaches or – or their teammates, or just the whole program in general, I think it gives them an opportunity like, to find somewhere where they may fit in better, because it's just a matter of fitting in, and, and how you feel about the whole program, and it may not be what you thought it was when you, when you got accepted, you know, and coaches come, coaches go, you may have had the best coach ever one year, and, and the worst coach next, but for some, it's It's a, I need to leave now and let me get in the portal or it's I'm going to stick it out. This is, this is what I came for. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's just, everybody has their own opinions and it's hit or miss with it. But I think it's overall a good thing for those who, who really need it. Not just those who want to take advantage of it and just jump around just for fun. You know what I mean? Um, We have one transfer and she's a pitcher. She's a fifth year senior, so she won't be there much long. She'll be gone next year, but that's the only transfer that we have.
0: Okay. Okay. And um talk about um how are like y'all practices um in, in college and do y'all do of uh, like a lot of fundamental drills in college and during practice?
1: Okay, so our practices are like Maybe like three hours long, so they're they're a little they're a little long, mm-hmm. um. But we just start off with we all throw, and we all do our warm up. So our our drills that they give us in the beginning, whether that's short hop drills or outfield does their, I don't even know what outfield does, <laughs> but I see them running around, so I know they're doing something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know infield. We we start off with at least four or five drills before we take ground balls. And then once we're both infield and outfield is done with their drills, during that is pitchers and catchers. They're in the bullpen and they're throwing. And then we go into hitting. So we usually split up into groups. Sometimes we'll do cages. Sometimes we'll hit on the field and there'll be a shagging group or we'll do more of a scrimmage style. So it just, just they flip it around a little bit and keep it interesting. But we always start off with, with a lot of drills before we take ground balls and before we get to the hitting.
0: Okay. And uh, how did you handle, like when you, if say you up you're up, you're up to bat and is a full count game on the line, two outs, right? Mm-hmm. Would, how would you go up you would you go up with the same mindset as when you first walking up or at that point you get a little nervous or or how do you control handle that situation
1: I think that the nerves will definitely be there it's just a matter of you being able to to focus in and the game may be on the line but I mean there's only so much you can do if you man if you hit that shot and it's game winning. That's, that's amazing. But you also have to remember that is, it's a game meant to fail. And so if you, if you strike out, if you ground out, that's, that's fine too. You know what I mean? And, and the nerves will always be there cause that's a, that's a big spot to be in. You're the last, you could be the last out. You have, you know, whatever count you have and, and it's important to just stay focused and, and just remember, it's not the end of the world if, if you don't pull through for your team, you know what I mean? But it's always amazing when you do pull for, through for your team and just remember that it may feel like it's the end of the world if it if it doesn't go your way, but it's not and, and you can always learn from whatever happened in that game and and it's not always down to the last to the last batter, you know what I mean? It's it's nine innings, seven innings, whatever. You know what I mean? So hmm. it's just everything leads up to the end of the game, good or bad.
0: Okay. Do you have like any um friends like um from high school or from the select that you play in college?
1: No, none of them wanted to go that far. <laughs> none of them no. wanted to go to <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the dur during the season it's it's cold yeah
1: yeah so our our first uh our 3 preseason tournaments will be uh we'll be in florida for the first one and then we'll be in south carolina and then we'll be in tennessee before our season even starts
0: so they so they give y'all the warm place. yeah so they and- send
1: us they send us south <laughs> For the warmth before we have to go back up for the for the cold tournament, for the cold season.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't. I, I I probably would have been like your friends and stayed in the warmth. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but you gotta do whatever is best for you at the end of the day.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's like, you know, where I, I was um talk about the was talking about the transfer portal. They have that in um youth softball. Like okay. it's, a, it's a real thing. No, I'm just like I'm, I'm
1: just like, like dang, <laughs>
0: dang, <laughs> no, it's expanding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it seems like it because you know it's every season. It's you see new stuff, new here. So yeah, that's you know as a joke we we say you know the transfer portal in youth 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 softball is, is a real thing. <laughs>
1: I mean, kinda. It's. Oh, it's, it's getting there. It's it's like that. Be jumping around like that sometimes.
0: Yeah. Oh, not sometimes. All. The...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how how it was. You know, like once when you was in it, but now it's it's pretty bad.
1: Dang. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. I saw the same girls all the time. Same teams, all the time.
0: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, you see a few. Not saying you know know everything changed, but.
1: Yeah.
0: Most of the times they, they change a lot. Yeah. So what what's one thing that once you're done with softball that you want to Im- have, make sure that you improve on? Like once you're coming in as a freshman, you might have a weakness in whatever it may be. And then what's something like, that's something that you want to make sure that you get better at?
1: Um. I would say just making sure that I keep learning who I am and and stay true to myself and and not let anybody else put their influence and and change who I am, especially with me being so far from home. I just I just have to stay true true to who I am and and once I'm done, I I come back and it's hopefully like. I never left, and I'm the same person who I was and maybe even better, but hopefully not worse. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah. not worse than what I was.
0: Hopefully not worse. Um, You know, you, you said it, and you said it right now, and then you said it, like, at the beginning, right? Like, you got to stay true to yourself because once you get to college, you're around a lot of people that you don't know. You don't have no idea what they do, you know, and stuff like that, and if you stay in a dorm, You have to could be rooming up, and you don't know the person that you're rooming up with. Yeah. You know, I like how you said, like, you know, you gotta make sure you stay to yourself, not stay to yourself, but stay true to yourself. Yeah. Because you can easily get slipped up in the wrong crowd. Oh,
1: definitely, definitely. There's.
0: I'm pretty sure you you probably seen something like that.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I even in in high school high school you there's a lot of kids that that want to be like somebody else or who who admire somebody else and then try and be someone they're not and then and they lose themselves at that point and that was big thing for me I I lost friends I did in high school because I didn't always go out and do crazy stuff like they did I I had to stay on my track of of getting into college and And getting scholarships or or academic or whatever I can to to get me through there and and thank God that I got as much money as I did and even if it's in Ohio like that's my degree at the end of the day and and I'm playing the sport that I love and and to me that's a win-win and I'm and I'm still who I was when I started Mm -hmm. and that's that's a blessing like there's girls up there they were raised completely different than me they go about everything a lot different to me, but that's <laughs> just, that's just being born across the country from each other. Mm-hmm. But saying true to myself is, is something that I, I know I can do and, and something that I will do.
0: Mm. So are there any teams that you're looking forward to playing against that maybe got y'all last season and you want your revenge back?
1: Um, that's hard to say, cause this season we're we're a whole new team. We're a, a team full of twelve freshmen, oh. so we're we're pretty young and and we have a lot of new girls and a lot of good talent. So I think I think we'll take our conference by surprise this year, hopefully, and teams that beat us last year won't won't get the chance, or we'll make it tougher for them, or something, and we'll put ourselves in a better position to grow and and show them who we are and, and what we can do. Cause last year they did not have a good season at all, but <laughs> this is a new year, new group of girls. So I'm hoping we, we show everybody in our conference who we are now.
0: Okay. Okay. So, you know, living my, um, thousands of miles away from your, from your family, how is your support system? Like, do they you know, do they reach out a lot? Do they call a lot? Or, you know, they kind of let you live a little bit or do you call them a lot? <laughs> how how, how, how did that work? Uh,
1: Me and my family, we're very, we're very close knit family. Me and my sister and, and my dad and my mom. It's been us four for, for quite a while now. And I got some older siblings, but they're much older. So not too close with all of them, but man, my, my mom, my dad, they they call me every night. I gotta pick up the phones. If not, they're gonna call three more times. <laughs> so I I enjoy that, even though sometimes it can be pretty annoying. But I would rather them call than not. It gives me that that feeling of home, and even and I'm so far, you know, and and I appreciate the phone calls every night. And they do give me my my space occasionally, and and I appreciate that. And, and they text me constantly, but when they know I'm busy, they, they make sure not to bother too much. And I really appreciate that.
0: Okay. So if knowing, you know, that softball now, like, you know, softball is your thing, would you have wanted to start it earlier? Or you think you started at the, at a good time for you?
1: Um, I definitely think I would have wanted to start earlier. I think I, I think I could have been a lot better than I am now if I had started earlier because think if you love something you would have loved it earlier too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I just I just fell in love late, honestly. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think I think if I would have started earlier I would have been so much better. I I wish I would have started earlier for sure. Well
0: mine's mine she started too early. i mean she's only 11 now but she's been playing since she she was started t-ball at like three or something yeah yeah and i mean me like it's something that i didn't do I, i played basketball i was a basketball player but once she started softball i realized that i have to learn and i have to learn fast and i have to learn a lot
1: yeah, that's
0: and, that's how my dad was. Yeah, and I'm like, just you know, just choose basketball, and I can teach you better. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> you no, know, nah, um, like I've I've learned a lot about the sport, uh, a lot, especially doing this podcast. I've learned even more. Yeah, so, you know, it it helps me a lot, and it helps me a lot to hear stories from players, like you know, players you like playing, like right now so you you really in it you know like what's yes like what's some advice you would give to the younger girls that want to play college softball
1: oh man I think I would just say one definitely stay true to yourself like if you know this is this is what you love and this is what you want to do stick with it you you got to remember that someone is always right behind you and and someone is, is gonna wanna take your spot if, if you're that that baller out there on the field constantly and everybody's gonna look up to you, everybody's gonna want you to to make those plays, but you have to remember that this game is is about failing. So if you if you fail you gotta learn from it, you know what I mean? And and once you once you understand that you will fail more than you will succeed. Man, you're you're gonna grow so much because it's just the name of the game, and and once you understand that, you gotta bounce right back and and keep going because if you don't, you're you're gonna fall behind. Mm-hmm. You gotta always just just put in that work and remember somebody's is, is always gonna come for you and want your spot, and just you gotta defend it and and be the best you can at all times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one thing, and I tell my kids something. Somebody's always watching. Yep. That's that's one thing. I mean, she she's young. She don't have to worry about, you know, the college scouts and none of that yet. But still to this day, like sometimes she, she gets off the field and a random coach will come and, and tell her something she did and then they'll walk off and she look at me like like what the heck? And <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like people is always – somebody's always watching you. Somebody's
1: y'all. always watching you. Yep. Yes, Even when you I, think they're I, not.
0: Yep, somebody is watching. Yep. Um, who would you like to hear on the podcast, but your answer, you would have to help me get your answer on the podcast.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, would s- I would... Dang, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shoot. Man, I don't even know yeah. who to put on the podcast.
0: Okay, well, we'll figure it out. We, yeah, maybe maybe you have a teammate once they hear you on it, maybe they want to. Yeah, wanna... for sure. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that'll work out or a friend or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I want to thank you. You know, dropping your knowledge on, yeah, on for the podcast, sure. you know, from somebody that, that's from Huddle, you know, you played in, you know, nowadays it's, it's a lot about bigger organizations and this and that, you know, um, somebody that played in the smaller organizations and, and still was able to pursue her dream. So it was yeah. a to have somebody like you on the podcast.
1: No, for sure. I appreciate it. it. Was It was an honor.
0: Okay. Well, have a good night. You too. All right. I like my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So y'all speed and agility, y'all need to hit him up. We got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and, and hit him up, man. Y'all get them appointments in. Levi's read some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. I know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile detailing just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up and we ready to get some work in, all of us.